quick reminder, the host of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. Guests on the show may be clients of Mach 1 Financial Group and comments should not be taken as an endorsement or testimonial of the firm. Comments are the sole opinion of the speaker and do not reflect the opinion of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said on the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. This is Mike Frost and today on the podcast we have a very special guest to discuss everything you ever wanted to know about Medicare, your options, things to watch out for, and much more. First of all, let's welcome to the podcast, Matt, our Senior VP. Hello, excited to be here. Hey, Matt. And of course, Natalie, our producer and marketing director, the one that makes us all look good on this podcast. Thank you, Mike. And both of them are in their 30s, and so the person here talking today is probably talking more to me than to these two. So, uh, So now, to welcome our special guest to the podcast, it's Will Corcoran. Will's the founder and the CEO of Will Corcoran Insurance Services. Will's married to his best friend, Heather. Together, they have six children. Three of them are currently in college. Bless his heart. They are active members of Grace Point Church. Will has run his business for the last 18 plus years, and he's a graduate of the University of Oklahoma. Go Sooners. <laughs> Most of his practice deal with people who are at or nearing retirement age, he's helped hundreds of clients sort through their Medicare choices. Clients seek his counsel when deciding about important decisions about with Medicare, long-term care, and a variety of supplement plans like vision and dental. He guides many younger clients through the Obamacare health insurance enrollment process as well. Will's an active member of the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors, currently working with the Arkansas Department of Human Services, the state legislature, and the governor's office on a variety of important legislative changes. Will is busy, bottom line. Over the past few years, he served on the board of directors of the Village House, an adult day program here in Northwest Arkansas, as well as the Bentonville Athletic Booster Club. So Will is very busy. He's taking time out of his schedule here during the Medicare enrollment program to come and talk to you, our listeners, about everything associated with Medicare. Will, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. What an introduction. (laughs) Thank you. Matt could barely contain himself. Matt is on the edge of his seat wanting to know about this Medicare stuff. He is fired up. (laughs) Okay. All right, Will. So for those that maybe are Matt and Natalie's age, and we, we talk about this thing called Medicare. A lot of times folks get Medicare, Medicaid uh, confused. So if you can just wrap up what Medicare is in a couple of sentences, how would you do that? Well, Medicare is a federal federal insurance program. It's been around since 1965. Um, and it is through the uh, Center for Medicare Medicaid Services, Department of Human Services up in uh, up in Washington. And it is funded in part by taxes you pay while you're working. Uh, all those FICA taxes and things like that uh, kick in and pay uh, for your Medicare Part A. It is individual health insurance. A lot of people get confused about that. Uh, same as Social Security. You know, it's, uh, it's not a couple thing. It's not a family thing. It's an individual thing thing. Um, so Medicare is not a family plan. It's not social security. It's not Medicaid. It's not free. Um, 
but it really is for people 65 and older and for those under 65 um, who have a qualifying disability, they can get Medicare. And um, probably the biggest misnomer is that it's free. Another one is that it covers nursing homes. That's a big one. Um, and, and another one is that it covers everything. It absolutely does not. Um, if all you have is Medicare, you could wind up with a hundred or $200,000 bill, uh, in a, in a year. I mean, there is no maximum out of pocket to Medicare. So those are kind of the, the, the three things that people don't really know about it. Um, but it's really good insurance. It really, the program works, works pretty well. And, it's kicked around like a political football a lot, but but it works. Well, well, you've obviously have piqued people's interest here by telling us what it's not, what it doesn't cover, and then there's some things that it doesn't cover that you could really open yourself up to some major expenses. And so I know you deal with all that in your practice. So so right now it is open enrollment period. Is that correct? Annual election period. It's the uh, it's this time of year from October fifteenth through December seventh. Mm-hmm. People can change their drug plan um, or their Medicare Advantage plan, which includes may or may not include drugs. It doesn't apply to supplements, although a lot of times this time of year people, uh, you know, switch back and forth. And um, but it does it, it does guarantee a a right to go from one Advantage plan to another or one drug plan to another without any medical questions whatsoever. Supplements, there are medical questions. You do have to uh, uh, qualify medically. Okay, you, you mentioned the word supplements. You said the word advantage. You're very well versed in these. So let, let's pick this apart first of all. So, but, but, but for Matt and Natalie here being in their 30s, me being in my 60s, when do you, when should you, when do you have to sign up for this thing called Medicare? Well, you have to sign up when you turn 65. You have to. Yeah, you have to at least sign up for Medicare Part A. Um, Medicare Part A on the card, it says hospital, but what it really is is inpatient. Medicare Part A. And that's the part, as long as you've worked uh, 40 quarters or 10 years and paid in, there's no cost for Medicare Part A. Uh, and you have to at least have that, even if you're working and 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 have you know plan on working until you're 70, uh, and even if you have group health insurance, um, you have to sign up for Medicare A. It doesn't cost anything, but you have to sign up for it because that's when you're when you're first eligible. Um, Medicare Part B, if you don't have a group health insurance, uh, you'll need to sign up for that at the same time, and um, and then that where Medicare Part A was the inpatient part, Medicare B is the outpatient part. That does have a cost to it, so it is technically voluntary, um, but if you don't have Medicare B, you really can't have a supplement or anything else, so it's voluntary in name only. Uh, And it's currently running about $144.90 per month. Uh, I don't know yet if there will be an increase or what that increase will be um, and 144.60, not 144.90. I, I don't, they haven't announced that yet, and they won't until the end of the year. If I were a betting person, I'm going to guess that we're not going to see an increase this year. All right, so let's let's back up. So Matt here, he wants to work till he's 70, 
All right. But at 65, under current law, he has to sign up for Medicare, at least Part A, which if he works till 70, he had worked those 10 years. So that will be free for him. So then how would that work with his health insurance then? So would that be a second to pay? Yeah, if you if you're still working and have group health insurance, group is primary, Medicare becomes secondary, and then when you retire, it flips. Okay. Uh, so as long as you have group health insurance and are working, the group health insurance is primary. Uh, if you are fortunate enough to actually retire and act, and have health benefits through the company you work for, um then then that would be your supplement and Medicare would wind up being primary. Okay, you said we have to sign up at age 65. Mm-hmm. What if we don't? Well, if you don't, um, you're limited as to when you can sign up later, uh, limited by the calendar, and you may wind up with penalties. Uh, failure to sign up for Medicare Part B actually count, uh, will, will get you a 10% penalty for every year you didn't sign up. Well, if it's 144 a month, 10% of that monthly is, let's just say 15 bucks. We'll round up. So that's $15 that will be added to every Medicare B premium for every month for the rest of your life. So, you know, that's an extra 15 bucks, you know, and uh, so you don't want to miss it. I've had people that have not signed up for Medicare B for a, a decade or more. Uh, and you, you know, basically the, the, you're, you're, the premium is double and half of it is penalty. Oh, my. So bottom line, if you're getting close to the age of 65, you've got – there's a window for you to sign up. There is. Um, if, you, if you're if you not drawing Social Security or railroad retirement, then you're going to have to sign up yourself. If you're already drawing Social Security, and a lot of people are by the time they turn 65, a lot of people opt in, you know, at 62 or 3 or 4. Um, if you are – already drawing social security they will automatically enroll you and send you a card but if you're not drawing social security then you have to enroll yourself prior to covid most people would you know take pack a lunch and head down to the social security office down in Fayetteville or wherever there you happen to be and sign up there but um, it's real easy to go to the social security administration website ssa.gov and sign yourself up and if you're still working you can check that box that says i don't want to sign up for b it's going to assume you want b you have to tell it that you don't um and then if you let's say that you are working and so you opt out of b until you're 70 then you get a, a free pass back into b without any penalty because you've already signed up now the window to sign up window to sign up it's seven months it's three months before the month of your birth the month of your birth and three months after all right well so anybody out there listening that you're getting close to 65 know that you've got that seven month window if you're past 65 and you haven't signed up the sooner the better right will yeah, I mean, you, yeah, the, every day you wait or every month you wait really is, could wind up costing you more. There's also a penalty tied to Medicare Part D, the drug part. And so, um, and that's another reason. Now, it's not very big, but again, it adds up over time. It also adds to every month premium. So, you know, that's the thing about Medicare uh, that 
it, it's got all these rules and windows and doors that open and shut. And once they shut, they're shut. And so if you miss it by a day, you've missed it. There is no, well, I forgot, you know, the dog ate my homework or that sort. There's none of that. You know, once that happens and the window closes, you can't get back in it. And there are some penalties associated with it. And sometimes it's just you you miss out on it, on maybe changing plans or getting a better plan, save yourself some money. Um, and maybe there's no impact at all, but you know, if you can tell me what, what your health's going to be like, you know, over the next 12 months, you know, we'll go to Vegas and, and, and bet on, you know, the Super Bowl or something, uh, because you just don't know. So you have to make the best decision you can when the time comes. And that's why having you here today, sharing your knowledge is so time sensitive for folks to listen to this information, because like you said, when you miss a deadline, it's gone. So, uh, all right. Thank you for sharing that. All right. We've talked about part A. We talked about part B, part D. So let's kind of break those four components down. So part A, you said was inpatient. Okay. Yeah. Medicare A is, is it's called A and B are called on the Medicare card, hospital and medical, which makes no sense to me. If you read the benefits are inpatient and outpatient. So to me, that's the the best way to describe it. Your inpatient benefits are Medicare A, your outpatient benefits are Medicare B. Medicare Part C is actually the law that created the Medicare Advantage program uh, back in 2006. And that was also when Medicare Part D was created and D stands for drugs. So Medicare Part D is the drug part of Medicare. Those are the four parts of Medicare, A, B, C, and D. Um, and uh, and then to make matters more confusing, the supplement companies all have supplements that are A, B, C, D, you know, E, F, G, and anyway. So we need to know our alphabet Got when it. we get ready it's, to sign up for Medicare. It's an alphabet soup. It all is. right. So, so to, to bring this back home, A is free as long as you've worked for 10 years. Correct. They won't let me use the word free, but. But yeah, you don't. There's no cost to you. No cost. See, I could say it because I see. I could say it because I don't. You can sell say it. it. You I did. can't say it. Right. B is mainly when you go to the doctor and take do things like that, and that does cost you. And under current administration, it's one forty four sixty per month per person. Per that is correct. Per month per person, and if you're already drawing Social Security, they withhold it straight out of your straight social, out of your Social Security. And if you're not, then they'll bill you on a quarterly basis quarterly basis. I didn't know that. And then I'm going to skip C for now. Part D then would be if you want help with your drugs, you need to take out a separate part D and there's a fee for that depending on what drugs you're looking at. Correct. Both Medicare C and D are through private insurance companies. Uh, They have to follow the rules laid out by the, the, the Medicare Center for Medicare Services. They have to follow the rules, federal guidelines, uh, but those are private insurance companies, and there is a cost, and there is a penalty if you don't sign up for Medicare D when you're supposed to. We talked about that. Um, so again, it's 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 critical to to hit the windows and hit the doors and, and before they close. Well, in, in a personal example, my dad he came to live with us when he was a little older, and he was 88 years old. He retired at 62, never took a Part D plan, never. 62 to 88. At 88, his medicines got expensive, so we signed him up. And they penalized him at that point for never having one. Yeah, and you have to pay. It works out to about $4 a year 
uh, and it goes back to the point where you go on Medicare or to a point where you lost credible coverage. If you had group coverage that had good drug coverage and then let that go and didn't sign up for anyway, there's a formula that they, but it works out to about $4 a year. Uh, so, you know, you miss that for 10 years, that's about 40 bucks. That $40 is added to every monthly premium from, from now on. So it sure was. And, but again, it's kind of, it was kind of strange for us because he paid for his own medicines. There was nobody, you know, subsidizing it. He just did it on his own, but he got penalized mm-hmm. for not having this. It coverage. aggravates the crap out of people. It really does. Especially people that don't take medicine. But when you look at it from a standpoint of when they were trying to, when they set it all up, if only sick people jump in the pool, it's a dirty pool. You know, you have to have, you try to offset that teeter-totter a little bit with the sick people on one side and the health people on the other paying in, and it balances out a little bit to uh, moderate the cost. So part A, you get it. Yep. You've worked 10 years, you get it. Part B, you're going to pay one forty-four sixty regardless unless. Well, we haven't got into the income thing because if you make it too much money, that could go higher. Significantly higher. And then part D, A, B, and D go together for prescriptions. Now, if I don't want A, B, and D, we've talked about this thing called part C. Part C is like a catch-all in my terms where private insurance steps in and says, okay, we're going to cover Matt or Natalie, and they're not going to use part A, B, and D, but they're going to use C. Now, C still has a cost. So I'm going to correct you a little bit. Please do. All right. So because a lot of people think that Medicare Advantage replaces Medicare. Hear that a lot. It's a Medicare replacement plan. It's not. You still have Medicare A and B. You still have to pay that $144.60 a month. You have to pay it. It doesn't go away. What happens is, um, and most Medicare Advantage plans don't have a cost to the client, to the patient, right? Zero cost. Well, how can you have an insurance plan that doesn't cost anything? That doesn't make any sense. Well, what happens is the government set these up back, like I said, back in the mid-2000, first decade, 2005, 2006. And they wanted to come up with another way, a way to help lessen the, the burden of the costs on the Medicare system. So they partnered with private insurance companies. And what happens is these private insurance companies are actually paid a monthly premium by the government to take you off their hands, okay? So you still pay your 144 into the government for your Medicare Part B. Medicare is actually paying about 1000 a month or so per person, per Advantage plan, okay? So if XYZ insurance company uh, is going to take care of Matt, on an advantage plan. Matt may not pay anything at all per month, but the insurance company is receiving about a thousand dollars a month from the government. And Matt will still pay the one forty four sixty. Still paying the one forty four. Regardless. Gotta pay it or you can't get it. Okay. So so then what happens is why would the government do that? Why would the government pay private insurance, you know, a thousand dollars a month to insure, to have a policy on Matt? And the reason is because they don't want to pay Matt's claims. They would much rather have the private insurance company uh, shoulder the the burden of the now or future claims. They figure, and it's the it's insurance. It's the law of large numbers. You know, on a one on one basis, it may never not work out. But when you spread it out over tens of millions of people over several years, 
actuaries say that it will actually be cheaper on the Medicare system to, to have that private insurance than to pay the claim. For a lot of us, and most of us really, probably our most expensive medical years are still in front of us. Okay, uh, end of life is very expensive. Uh, whether it's cancer, whether it's a heart attack, stroke, whether it's a combination of 50 things, Alzheimer's. Um, and so XYZ insurance company is getting 1000 a month. Well, if the claim is 20000 a month, you know, that burden falls on the insurance company and not on Medicare. So that's how that works. Now, there are costs for people that have Advantage plans. They do have to pay co-pays and things like that. Really, the best way to describe an Advantage plan, it's like a major medical. It's just like a major medical you may have now, um, except typically a major medical will have a big deductible on the front end. Advantage plans generally have no deductible on the front end. They're usually first dollar coverage right from the start. And they also have a maximum out-of-pocket, um, a safety net. Most of them, it's somewhere between... 5,500 and, and they've bumped it up to 7,500 as the max. So somewhere in there, if your claim reach, if, if your, if your claims that you actually have to pay your co-pays, your co-insurance were to reach that amount in that calendar year, then the insurance company takes over at a hundred percent. So, um, from, from a, a financial standpoint, you can put a bandaid on that bleeding. You know where that is. Now, interestingly, that's probably it. I'll back up. I've got one company I represent, um, one of several, uh, but they gave me this fact. They have 35,000 uh, people on a particular plan, kind of in our region, this little four-state area, smaller area, 35,000 people. In 2019, fewer than 10 actually reached the max out-of-pocket, which for that at that time was 5,800 on that plan. So it's not common at all that people bump into that that max. Most people only spend fewer than a couple of hundred dollars a year um, out of pocket. So I want to do on back up on one thing. So you said the government, we're using Matt for an example here, if he wanted to go on the Medicare Advantage plan, the government would pay whatever insurance company that's going to be handling his plan $1,000 a month. That $1,000 comes from? Taxpayers. The FICA taxes Matt has paid into for his lifetime. Yes. That if he was not on an Advantage plan, Medicare would be using that to cover his claim. His claims and everybody else's claims. Yeah, it's all the same pool, but yes. And so the insurance company thinks they can do it more efficiently than maybe Medicare can. And basically what you're saying is that the law of large numbers will prove that out. Over, yeah, over time. Now, initially, when these plans first started, it wasn't the case. But each year we're going, and we discussed earlier before we we went on. I think it was in about 2013 or 14 that the numbers, uh, the number of people on Advantage plans, exceeded the number of people on um, uh, supplements. Okay. And, and we can go into more differentiation between supplements and Advantage plans. And I, I said $1,000. It could be a little less than that. It could be a little more than that, depending on where you live in the country uh, and, and what your health issues are. Um, if you're already really sick and have a lot of expensive issues going in, the government will pay a little more to the insurance company. But it does then put the burden of cost containment 
on the back of the insurance company because they're willing to accept the risk of Matt. Um, but then that's why you get into the PPO networks, the HMO networks, the, you know, this doctor, that doctor. That's how they can, you know, manage costs. Again, this it, it, it works just the same as a, a, a major medical that you might have now either individually or, or uh, with an employer. So we, we've talked about, you know, how Medicare Advantage plans have been, have been growing. And I think you said the number about 60% of the people that are eligible choose Medicare Advantage. Something like that. All right. So you're in the business of this. So you see both sides with the advantages of doing just straight, what I call traditional Medicare parts A, B, and D. And then most people have a supplement, pay for the deductibles, and that's another cost. And then you have this thing called Medicare Advantage, and that you said, well, there could be no cost to Matt other than his one forty four sixty a month. All right. So tell us, what are the disadvantages of a Medicare Advantage plan? Who should not go on to an Advantage plan? Well, let's talk about supplements real quick. Let's, let's say, what is a supplement first? A Medicare, if somebody has Medicare A and B, and that's all they have, their out-of-pocket is unlimited, potentially. Because Medicare does not ever pay 100% of anything. Okay, so there's always part of that that, that can go. And some of those claims can be as high as two, dollars $300,000 over the course of a year. Very, it, it, It's potentially devastating. And believe it or not, there are still 3 or 4 million people out there in the country that just have Medicare A and B, uh, which is bad. You don't want that. Um, so Medicare a supplement, which you pay for monthly, also, again, private insurance company, a supplement comes in and, and supplements Medicare. Medicare pays what it pays, and the leftover, the supplement, comes in and picks up all or most. Um, a supplement, by law, cannot pay for something that Medicare does not approve of. So if Medicare doesn't approve it, the supplement does And it can't pay for something that um, is not included in Medicare. For example, prescription drugs. Medicare doesn't cover prescription drugs unless you're in the hospital. You can't go to Walgreens with Medicare and get your drugs. You have to have that private separate piece. So the cost of, of Medicare, a supplement, and a drug plan is typically going to be somewhere between $130 and $180 a month, depending on the, the plan. Um, the advantage to a Medicare supplement is that there are no networks. There's no HMO. There's no PPO. You can go any doctor, any hospital, anywhere, anytime, as long as they accept Medicare. So that's really the, the advantage. Um, and it also gives you a, a, a pretty good handle on uh, for budgeting your medical costs because you know how much you're paying per month on your supplement. And then you also know based on which supplement you pick, kind of what your out-of-pocket worst-case scenario could be over the course of a year. It's really limited. So with an Advantage plan, the advantage, obviously, right off the bat, is the fact that most of them, from a cash flow standpoint, don't cost anything. The disadvantage is you don't know how much of that out-of-pocket you are going to have in a calendar year. And there are networks, which means you have to stay within the confines of the plan. 
He said it doesn't cost anything for Medicare Advantage. It's still the one forty four sixty. You still have still to pay there. the one either way. Just like either way, you're going to pay one forty four sixty. There's no way to get out of that. So, the, but your point was there's no additional cost for prescriptions. There's no additional cost for supplement in a Medicare Advantage plan. No additional cost for premiums. Yeah, you do have to pay for your prescriptions, and you might have a you know a five dollar copay or ten dollar copay at your doctor. Some it's zero. Uh, $35, $40, $50 specialist copay. If you're in the hospital, most of them cap a single hospitalization at five days and somewhere between $1,500 and $1,800. So even if you're in the hospital months on an Advantage plan, your your loss is capped at about $1,800 to $2,000. Um, so there are those pieces of it. Medicare Advantage plans aren't great for people that are traveling um, a lot. Um, you know, I've got clients that, as I'm sure you all do, that spend, you know, two, three months here, two, three months there, you know, around. Not a great, not a great program if you know that's what you're going to be doing. Uh, because, again, you've got the networks. Now, you're covered for an emergency anywhere, 24-7, worldwide, all over the United States. Um, if you have to go to emergency room, you're going to be covered. But at some point, it ceases to be an emergency, and then there's follow-up and this and that. They're going to want you to get back home, or uh, a lot of them have mechanisms within their plans that will will switch to a local plan and and kind of move you, you know, United Healthcare here, they'll put you in a United Healthcare plan there temporarily. They can do things like that. But again, that's kind of a pain um, if you're traveling. So for a lot of people, it's just that's headaches not worth it. They'd rather have a, a supplement. Interesting. So it, it sounds like uh, if you're other than travelers that travel a lot, if you were on vacation, you're on a cruise, and you had your point, an emergency, Medicare Advantage would cover that. You're good to go. Okay. But if you had to be transported back from, say, Mexico, and you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, uh, and, and it was a medical emergency, would it cover that? No. Of course, neither would a supplement. Trans transportation back uh, is is not covered. And I, I always tell folks, if you're traveling, buy that extra travel insurance if you've got AAA, double check. You know, if you've got AARP, double check. Some of the some of those kind of uh, uh, benefit companies, you know, those benefits have that built in. But I would always get the extra travel insurance because if you wind up with a broken leg or something and require special care to get back, or you're on oxygen or something, and they won't allow you to come back on a commercial airliner, you're stuck. Um, and I, I mentioned to you, I had a friend of a client who paid between 60 and 70,000 to get back from Mexico Ow. because he couldn't, couldn't fly on a, a commercial flight. So, well, it looks like the trends going to Medicare advantage. Like you said, uh, let's say that I've chosen uh, traditional Medicare part A, B and D, and I have my supplement. What if I want to change to Medicare advantage? So if you have a supplement, you can change to Medicare advantage every year during this annual election period between October 15th and December 7th. No questions asked. Um, enrollment's easy. Sign up. Send it in. It will. Most Advantage plans include drug coverage, so it would automatically include that. It would automatically cancel out the drug coverage. You would call the supplement company, say, "I'm I'm I'm done at the end of the year," and then January first, your uh, 
your advantage plan would kick in. And there's kind of a uh, an escape clause there. Let's say it's your first time ever being on an advantage plan, whether you're turning 65 or whether you're 70 or 80 and you've never been on an advantage plan. The first time you sign up, if you want out of it within the first 12 months, no problem. They'll send you back to your supplement. So a lot of people try that and very few actually opt back in. Most people stick with it. Um, and to your point, though, earlier, and it, it's a very important point, there's a lot of advantage plans have evolved. The first batch that came out 2006 to probably 2010, there, was a lot of, there were a lot of problems. The medical community didn't understand them. Um, you know, so they were billing it. I mean, it was, just, it was just like anything brand new. It was just a mess. Kind of like Obamacare for the first few years was just kind of a disaster. Um, just making it work and figuring it out. Um, but the advantage plans have, have evolved. The medical community now, doctors, hospitals, everybody, everybody understands how they work, what they do. Um, and, and, and so it's a lot easier now. Uh, but the key really to any of this is to make sure that your drugs are covered. Drugs are the most important piece of all of this. So if somebody is taking, you know, uh, and, if, and the reason I say that is because drugs you're taking today are a known quantity. Now you know what that expense is. You know what that you're going to have it. So you've got to account for that. I had a lady last summer, she had not changed her drug plan in 10 or 11 years. Oh, I like it, she says. It's been fine with me. Well, now that that particular plan she was on went from being a few dollars to $80 for years. So she overpaid on that, but she just didn't want to get rid of it. You know, change, especially for seniors. Sometimes change is really hard. Um, it wound up, we wound up saving her over a thousand dollars a year. Wow. Um, and she could have saved that starting years back, but, but she just was afraid to, change and afraid to review it and just she got comfortable and just let it go and th and for some that's i mean she could afford it um but that's a lot of money to be wasted that is a lot of money and natalie's giving me the sign here that we're, we're quickly running out of time this is a interesting topic and i know our listeners are enjoying this but so if we want to kind of wrap this up and put a bow on it so for you uh will what advice would you give someone that's just now getting ready to turn 65? What are some of the steps they should do before they sign up? Well, one of the things I really try to, to stress to people is there is no cost for Medicare advice. So it, it doesn't cost anything to sit down with somebody, an agent. Um, you know, you may already have an agent, somebody that you know, that you trust, that understands it. There's no cost. It's against the law to charge for Medicare advice. So that's the first thing I would say is sit down with somebody that understands the lay of the land, preferably not a, somebody that only represents one company. A lot of people make that mistake. You know, you can go to some of these, uh, some of these companies now have actual standalone offices. Well, when you go in there, ABC Insurance Company standalone office, the only thing they're going to show you is ABC Insurance Company stuff. They're not going to go over all the other 10 or 12 or 15 plans and companies in the area. So that's really the, the number one thing. Um, sit down with somebody that's knowledgeable. Uh, make sure that the drugs you're taking are, are going to be appropriate for whatever plan. Um, 
And it's not uncommon for a husband and wife to be on completely different plans, one on a supplement, one on an advantage plan. You know, if somebody's got a bunch of pre-existing health conditions, ongoing issues, I would say, you know, we're going to need to stick with a supplement there uh, because you just don't want any network hangups. You just want to continue to get your treatment. But that's really it. And the one thing I would say that's brand new for 2021 um, President Trump signed in May the Senior Rx Savings Program for people on insulin. So if you are on insulin or know somebody that's on insulin, it is imperative this year that you evaluate your plan because not all plans are participating. And they've lowered the cost to $35 a month for a lot of insulins out there. And the American Diabetes Association says the average savings for a person on insulin is nearly $500 a year. So that is very significant. So people on insulin need to definitely uh, do an evaluation sometime between now and December 7th. December 7th is the cutoff date for this enrollment period. Uh, Will, we could talk for another hour, uh, and I still wouldn't know everything we need to know about Medicare. So if people want to know more about Medicare, they can call you. They can reach you on the website. Give them your information, how they can get in touch with you. So... um, Yes, they can find me, uh, you know, Facebook or or that sort of thing. But most people just call the office 479-855-6334, and um, we're we're booked out about probably two and a half. We stay about two weeks booked out this year, this time of year. But uh, we've got plenty of time between now and December seventh, and um, you know they'll we'll get a copy of their. uh, their drug list and their Medicare information and, and do an evaluation. And we'll put all that, his phone number and his contact information in our show notes. So you'll be able to go there and find that information. So w- w- there's a lot of things we didn't touch on and the supplement programs. Those things have all kinds of letters in and of themselves. And we just didn't have the time today to get to that. So let's do a real quick recap here and we'll correct me on anything that I've, the major items I've missed. Medicare, it's a senior health plan. Correct. Correct. For people 65 and older or people under 65 that are on disability. There's, if you, part A is free if you've worked, no cost. If you've worked at least 10 years, part B cost everybody 144.60 at least. If your income's a lot higher, it could be higher. It could be significantly higher. And if your income is very low, then uh, Medicaid can kick in, but it's got to be very low for that. Part C is the Medicare Advantage, which kind of encompasses a lot of things we've talked about today. And Part D would be your prescription crutch, D D for drugs. All right. Um, Lots of options. I mean, with the the supplements and Medigap policies, whether you do it or you don't do it, you need some professional to help you walk through here. And just like Will said, it's no cost. It's against the law for someone to charge you for that advice. But I, I totally agree with Will. Go to someone that has lots of options for you. They're not a, what I call a captive agent, and they can only say you one thing because that's what they're going to steer you towards. Will would not do that. Um, well, obviously, from his background, we've talked about that. And, Will, we didn't really get into the one-time pass for medical underwriting. Uh, I'm sure you'll talk about that when you meet with folks, but uh, th- there is a one-time pass for medical underwriting onto a supplement. When you first sign up, there are no questions asked, so there are no pre-existing qu- uh, conditions or anything like that. That's correct. 
And again, I'm going to reiterate one more time. Lots of options, lots of different choices. And like Will said, when one door closes, that's it. So you want to make sure you make the right choice up front. All right. So we've provided Will's information. Will, thank you again. This is your busy time of year, and you've taken time out to share with our listeners about Medicare. And again, we just tip, touched the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more. And like in our business, too, it's really an individual thing. You really need to know that person so before you can really recommend something. Very much so. And probably my biggest pet peeve is people that give advice about Medicare that only know enough to be a little bit dangerous. And, and that uh, would be met. And and you well yeah. and where it comes into play a lot is at, you know, at the doctor's office. You know, people say, Oh, well, you need to do this or you need to do that. Well, you know, I and the analogy I use now wrap up, everybody's health current health situation is like your fingerprint. Okay. Nobody ever before you on planet Earth or ever will come after you that will be like you are today with your pre-existing conditions, the medicines you take, your height, your weight, your genetics. Everybody is individual. So your health choices, your health plan choices, and your drug plan choices are also individual. And you have to make the best decision uh, for you at that, at that time, regardless of what anybody else is doing. Give us your phone number one more time, Will. 479-855-6334. And that will, again, we'll have that in the show notes. All right. Well, thank you again, Will, for taking your time out of day. Happy to be here. If any of you have questions about this or any other topic, please submit it to us at our website. You can do it at podcast at mock1financial.com. You can go into the podcast wherever you get your podcast and submit us some questions. We'll be happy to do that. Natalie, any other thing that we can share about how they can get in touch with us? Yes, the website is the easiest way. It's mock-1financial.com. And what we have going on is Money School. If you have not been tuning in, you are missing out. Next week, we go to session eight of college planning. If you missed the first seven sessions, you can go back and watch them. They're on our Facebook and YouTube pages. All right. Matt, I'm sure you got a lot of questions about Medicare for Will, but we just ran out of time today, so I apologize for that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I was able to bring so much to the table today. You need so, to quit interrupting. You're welcome. Natalie, thank you again for producing the show and all the behind-the-scenes works that you do. She stays up late at night making us sound good and look good on this podcast. And like we do every time, we have a thought of the day. And for today, appropriate, hopefully, a plan is what? A schedule is when. It takes both a plan and a schedule to get things done. And this was by Peter Turla, a former NASA rocket designer. Folks, you have a what is you have to sign up for Medicare when you're 65. When you got seven months and now we're in the open enrollment period. So if you're there, now's the time to talk with Will and give him a call at his phone number there and he'll help you out with that. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again, Will, for being here. And uh, folks, thank you for being here and listening to the podcast. We look forward to you joining us again next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. 
Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mach-1financial.com disclosures.